0: What the fuck is up, warlocks oh, and witches? It's your boys
1: from Willow. It's here. Back. We're back. We've it been to Desert like Fest. Days.
0: We've been to Incineration <laughs> Fest. We've got the backstage
1: passes. <laughs> we did a episode uh, a couple of weeks ago called Choice Cuts, and we enjoyed it so much that we're going to try and make it a regular segment going forward. In addition, you're reaching to our-
0: there already
1: <laughs> by saying we enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, we tolerated well, yeah. it enough to uh, expand out into its own little subcategory. Well, we want to um, we want to try and create more content so we can provide you, the listener, with some of our choice cuts of records that we're listening to at the moment. We want to try and you know push it a little bit more. Try and get some you know try and get some bands involved. See if they want to <laughs> help us out because I have been trying to promote this podcast. Still, I know that we've. Uh, We've been desperately trying to post on Instagram to try and get some interest. I even joined a a few um, Facebook groups. Yeah. Some of them are particularly about podcasting. Some are particularly about metal. And then I tried to find a metal podcasting group. And it turned out that I joined a welders. (laughs) (laughs) That is no lie. I am now part of a welders Facebook group.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Um, the vetting uh, process for some of these um, private Facebook groups uh, its pretty intensive, right? Yeah, well, they
1: gotta—they uh, got to sniff out the posers. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the, the normies. Their, their noses are, are keenly pointed yeah. towards us. I, I just put binary
0: in <laughs> and I was accepted.
1: <laughs> cool. Yeah, so uh, Choice Cuts. These are a few records that we've been listening to the past week. Uh, some of them are new releases, some of them are old releases. In fact, I learned my lesson last time, so now all of my releases have been released within the last couple of months. No way. So, yeah, unbelievably. This is probably Looking the granddad most... granddad sitting over here. This
0: is probably the most uh, music that you've consumed that isn't your own yeah, Have you ever heard of Judas is? Priest?
1: <laughs> so the uh, first record that I'm going to talk about is a band called N'Zwa. I think it's pronounced N'Zwa spell it so it's uh, n apostrophe z w a however whenever i say nzo i want to say dicks <laughs> dickocks and dicks cats dicks uh, so the record <laughs> is called mahakali so i was originally caught by this album's artwork which is this weird many-armed deity kind of adorned with these fo- with this foreign jewelry and armed with these kind of weird Middle East and looking like hooked weapons. That's almost erupting from this fire. Uh, taking into consideration the uh, the name uh the album name Ma Kali, and the sole member of the band. This is a this is a one person band uh, called Mahesh Das. My little white middle class brain went oh exotic. <laughs> 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 That's like a mango lassie. Yeah. Uh, so, however, having done a little bit of digging, and a little digging was needed, because there is next to nothing about this band anywhere online, apart from when I eventually gave up and just went straight to Metalum Encyclopedia, yeah. Yeah. as we all do. I found out that Nzoa don't originate from a far-off land, but are actually from Dover, New Hampshire, in the US of A., and it's comprised of one person whose real name is Nick Du Bois, who is an absolute fraud. Uh, Isn't it Dubois? Du Bois? Du Bois. Du Bois? Yeah. I'm going to call him Du Bois. Nick Because
0: he's, he's my Du Bois. Yeah. <laughs> Nick and Du Bois come over and we play some black metal.
1: <laughs> so the project is a one person black metal band, though that description almost feels slightly limiting. So far, they had free. Re- well, so far he has three releases, That being uh, this being the second full length. Uh, that, uh, that's come out, they've all been self-released. Uh, given there's one person black metal band, it'll be easy to kind of lump their sound in with bands of that genre, such as uh, mainly Leviathan. As they kind of follow that same dissonant quality to the guitar work. But for me, having listened to it, I kind of almost get a little bit of Death Spell Omega in there, mm-hmm. as well as um, even Cult of Fire, Uh, who don't just share the the musical sound, but also have this aesthetic quality, that kind of Sanskrit alphabet that seems to be covering both of their records. Though the track I'll be playing is more kind of a murkier, kind of edging towards death metal territory than any kind of their blistering black metal. Yeah, As as far as I can tell, uh, it appears that the drums would be programmed um, which leads into the kind of trappings of the one-person band, which is it's kind of almost void of the flourishes that you get from working with musicians in a room together. Uh, though this does lead to kind of like a slightly hypnotic quality to the record. And at a merciful 36 minutes long. It doesn't become a burden or mm-hmm. overstay its welcome. The entire album was written, recorded and produced by Nick. And he also did the, the artwork as well. So he's a bit of a Renaissance man, and the track that I've chosen is, in fact, uh, the title track of the record called Maha Kali. So uh, I hope everyone enjoys Cultural Appropriation the Band.
0: Thank you very much, Matt. You're welcome for that. Um, and all you listeners out there are welcome. Yeah, thanks, mm-hmm. mum. Um, so, I'm going to be uh, talking about a relatively new band. Uh, I believe this is their debut. Um, this is a band called Gard Sgarster, mm-hmm. spelled G A R D S G H A S T R. They've just released uh, their record, uh, Slipthroat Requiem. Um, f- uh, they released that on Profound Law and it's symphonic black metal uh, from Sweden and the US combined. It's actually a bit of a black metal supergroup uh, it's formed in part by um, Swedish veteran um, Svarta Dopers of, uh, do you know um, of Beketh, uh Nektamu? that no, band I think, I think they're really really big they're really big in the scene so, okay. uh, uh, and they also have members of Chaos Moon uh, which is Alex Paul and uh, Jack and Stephen Blackburn uh, mm. bros they're brothers uh, they're they're the boys. In the this boys. Name. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, fronted by vocalist Glomd. Uh, the group have taken aim at the current black metal climate by encroaching on a territory polished and refined by the likes of Dimmu Borgir, Enslaved, and Satyricum. Uh, the results are a composition intended uh, for the grandest cathedrals, uh, their debut opus, Slit Throat Requiem. Uh, these are not my words, by the way, but the grandiose, <laughs> words, grandiose words of uh, other writers. Uh, and on the record itself, um, the press release, if you could even call it that, from Profound Lore said the central theme behind Slit Throat Requiem, Through the Eyes of Vocalist Glom, Uh, sees this monument as, (laughs) just praise yourself, you know what these type of press releases are like. Uh, Invocation of darkness, both in human and spiritual forms, that intertwines various dimensions. It summons the old ages and mysticism of centuries past, while acting as a harbinger harbinger, uh, for humanity's conquest. Ah! Consequential end! Uh, the disdain of empty souls thus being conquered by adversarial revenge on Earth and beyond. Destruction exceeding comprehension coalesces with the forthcoming diabolical rule. The End Times, Ragnarok, the Apocalypse, our despondent sermon of slit-throat Requiem.
1: When people make these, like, lofty comments, yeah. do you think those just like roll it back to when they were writing the record and they were like, does it sound good? Yeah, it's all right. I think that yeah. is usually
0: the case for the majority. Like, you know, when you we finish... You have to put so much ceremony behind When it. we finish writing a song and then it's the first time we've been able to complete it as a band or as yeah. a collective and you finish writing the song, you look at each other and go, yeah. It's, yeah, so it's good. Good, right? yeah, it's good, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm not going, it's the
1: end, it's Ragnarok! <laughs> <laughs> so is, uh, so is, this, is this song good, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Does it sound good, good? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> So, this is basically for fans of. I mean, it's you know what you're going to get with Symphonic Black Melon. Yeah. It's a real, (gasps) real battering. Um, There is less of a guitar presence as much as there is a synth presence that basically dominates the album. It's a big wash. Yeah. Um, So, you know, obviously, it's going to be for fans of Chaos Moon. Uh, and Limonica and Judas Iscariot and stuff like that. But it is... I think it's a genuinely unique take on symphonic black metal and it is a very saturated market, uh, which is ironic considering the production on this is completely saturated by (laughs) uh, synth and orchestral uh, arrangements. Uh, The song I'm going to play from it is called Journey Through Stagnant Time and misery. Uh, I think it stretches to about nine minutes long. So, So you might wanna have to grab yourself a nice little herbal tea.
1: Forcing myself to listen to new music because I do judge a book by its cover, and necessarily that judgment isn't always correct. I end up listening to a record which is not great, and I realize that I'm far too down the path to walk backwards and uh, listen to a new record. So I have been listening to uh, Grand. Mages. I'm not familiar with them. Apparently they're Yeah, re- they're big. Yeah, apparently they're great. So I'm gonna get absolutely slaughtered. They're
0: great, they're just popular. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna get I'm gonna get slaughtered for this. Uh so Grand Magis are a hard rock band from uh Sweden. Uh, their new album, Wolf God, is their ninth album that they've released since their inception in 1999 and the fourth one to be released on Nuclear Blast Record. Uh, record, sorry um just and allow one, me just one record <laughs> uh, and allow me to begin with this quote from paul travers of uh kerrang magazine if we're quoting other writers yeah uh he says uh on wolf god there are moments that could have easily been lifted from judas priest's firepower now considering oh, uh, okay considering that i believe to be firepower by judas priest is one of the best albums of last year yeah I take some umbrage with such a bold statement and I have to say a completely disagree. misguided statement. In fact, I have no affiliation with Kerrang whatsoever or their editorial team, but I am on their behalf firing you, Paul Travers, <clears throat> in hopes that you make you, you don't make such a poor judgment ever again. Uh, this has to be one of the most beige albums that I've ever listened to in quite some time. It's dawdling uh, to the point of tedium. Incredibly innocuous hard rock, hard rock itself being a damning title. Yeah, uh, I could imagine difficult this, rock. Yeah, I could imagine this album kind of going down the storm in a bar which is covered in fake gold AC/DC records on the wall, Lineard skinned flags. Yeah, with a bunch of ill fitting Hells Angels, never wearing waistcoats, choking back lukewarm ales. Probably in Adams. In fact, this is. Like, in fact, this is like looking into your future, Tom. Yeah. So, uh, so this record seems to have absolutely no dynamic to it whatsoever. It's as if they hit a metronome on and at one speed and just went, go and ride it. And they're like, can we, can we change it a bit? we got this riff. And they're like, don't, don't you fucking dare. you just got to stay at this one tempo throughout the whole entire album. And the only reason that I'm really playing this record, to be honest or playing this song in particular, is because it reminds me of an infinitely better song by Chris Isaac's uh, Wicked Game, which is not a song that I would have thought that I would be mentioning on a yeah. podcast such as this. But it's a great song. It's got a great music video. Maybe we could call this uh, instalment with Wicked Game. <laughs> I, can, I can play it at the end. I can sing it for you if you yeah. want.
0: I'll get
1: the HM2. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we could run it through the HM2 what i could run it out of the laptop through the hm2 and then back into the laptop please do that i'm gonna do that so this song that i'm playing is the third track on the record and it's called a hall clad in gold enjoy i guess
0: Very, very 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 swiftly on from that i think matt will uh, appreciate that yeah Just thank care. you yeah um never again one of the greatest death metal bands have returned and it's possessed possessed are back after three decades
1: it's a Since crazy amount of time.
0: it's it's an unbelievable amount of time
1: it's a whole lifetime, if you will, for yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> it's us. Yeah, we weren't
0: around when uh, Possessed uh, originally formed. But they are back with uh, Revelations of Oblivion on nuclear blast. Possessed, for those that are unfamiliar, unacquainted with them, uh, they formed in San Francisco Bay, o- Bay Area. They're regularly cited as the founding fathers of death metal, uh, which is in my eyes, a debatable accolade, yet one that is somewhat justified. Uh, they're very much quality over quantity <laughs> um, in terms of their musical output. Uh, I think, even though they are cited as f- by many as the first, the founders of death metal, I actually think there was a Hellhammer demo uh, that came out that might have pipped them to it. Um, I think their first EP or record or something was titled Death Metal, uh, which was Possessed, but uh, I think Hellhammer had a, a song or something uh, that was called Death Metal as well, which is really, really coincidental, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, you just... If you're setting up a, a new scene, and then you've got, like... It's like if Venom released Black Metal, and then about a year before... Poor comrades back again. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, so Possessed was formed by guitarist Mike uh, Torreo, drummer Mike Suss. Jeff uh, Becerra, I believe, from Blizzard came into the band and was um, joined by a second guitarist, uh, Brian Montana. Uh, They uh, recorded the 1984 demo Death Metal, uh, and also, um, I think they appeared on Metal Blade Records. Uh, compilation uh, with the song swing of the axe um which i was wondering whether that was then subsequently an influence for power trip uh, later down the line
1: i wouldn't be surprised
0: yeah uh so as i mentioned they they haven't released a great deal of material uh one of the fundamental reasons for that i think there was a, a tiny bit of sort of in in group disbandment disagreements uh, certain members went on to actually form other bands uh funnily enough um brian montana was let go uh due to apparently uh, assumedly subpar guitar playing uh and also because he didn't fit in well with the band's image okay.
2: uh
0: larry uh lalonde uh who so was previously Chino's on in, stage exactly yeah um was previously in blizzard with jeff um he was brought in after some gigs with Exodus and other bands. Um, Larry Lalonde went on to form uh, Primus or Primus and oh. Les Claypool. I did not know that. That's super interesting. Yeah. Oh. I mean, he's got a fa- fantastic career trajectory there. Mm. Um, so, one of the m- most important things in terms of the history of Possessed was uh, in. A second demo was recorded in 1993 and that was just nearing the end of their career proper. Reason being is uh, Jeff Becheira, uh was shot uh, in a robbery and paralysed from the chest down. Uh, but he's had a successful career ever since.
1: Oh, it swings and roundabouts. Yeah, I know.
0: Um, so Mike Serrera went on to work as a landscaper and has some musical projects happening uh mike suss got a degree in psychology uh, is a counselor in a drug treatment clinic um and then possessed and now performed with jeff's longtime friends from sadistic intent filling in on the instrument and jeff handles the vocals despite Beautiful. his disability so and that is not only is that a real feat uh, please excuse the pun there. Uh, <laughs> Therefore, <lack of laughs> but, um But the way how he sounds on this record is like he is jumping up and down. Like he's screaming and scrambling <laughs> around from his wheelchair. Um, so the track, they're going to be... I mean, I could have chosen any track off of this record. It is, I mean, Possessed...
1: No. I was just having a look at life of itself. Yeah,
0: yeah. He's got a throne, right? Skulls on or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think he's got a couple of little boys on there. Like. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could have chosen
0: any uh, song from this record. Uh, the dynamics are fantastic. The production, I know it's sometimes a bit of a snore to talk about the production, but it's fantastically produced. Um, the song I have chosen is Abandoned. Uh, it's an absolute ripper. Uh Please listen to this record from front to back. The fact that it's been three decades uh, or just over three decades since Possessed have released a a full length and now they're back with such a strong, such a solid record um, is a real feat, I think, to to Jess. And it's a real, um, I think it's a real... uh, testament to their work and their creativity as a band and to Jeff's work as a whole so uh this song is called Abandoned
1: Huge amount to say about this record because it is pretty because it is pretty one note in terms of what it plans to do. So mine is uh Ring One, uh Death Becomes My Voice. amazing so it's a bit of a return to form uh for this band who've been in, in the hardcore scene for 30 years. So it's been yeah 30 seems to be a, a, a year that's a rounded um, number. Yeah. Uh so this is their eighth album from the Cleveland-based hardcore punk band. And for me, this is an album that absolutely reminds me why I enjoy hardcore punk. So sometimes, after a while, it can become a bit myopic and a bit, a bit monotonous. Yeah, uh,
0: you know, it, I think when it comes to hardcore in general, it it's so bro centric. I know that yeah. metal is very much, as we've discussed, a boys' club. Yeah. But there's there's that machismo that comes with hardcore that can be that can sour the music. yeah Yeah, somewhat it's the chugginess of it yeah and the last ringworm uh record was an absolute joke it wasn't very good
1: yeah it wasn't particularly good so this this is a much better release and for me i always i always rate hardcore punk on how pissed off it sounds like something has to actually sound angry about it because that you can quite easily fake anger and i can see through that quite quickly uh this, however, kind of... So they're from Cleveland. And I don't know... We, well, we spoke about this in um, in the HM2 episode. But, like, those geocentric traits of bands. Like, where does that come... Like, how do... Because they're from Cleveland, so they have this sound that's very akin to... They share the same DNA with bands like Integrity. Yeah. So that metallic, hardcore sound it's not just... Fast drumming. It also has these kind of harmonic minor scales. They almost sound a little bit gothy in some ways. Mm. So this record sounds a lot more modern than their previous records, and I think that is in part to the person who produced this So I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but it's the drummer from Nails. Um, is it this, to- Toby or Tom or something? I think it's like Tom. Um, he produced a record. Or Todd. I've
0: got no. He's Todd's a singer.
1: Um, Taylor Young. Taylor. So Taylor Young produced the record, um, and it sounds absolutely stunning, especially especially from the perspective of the vocals and also the drums. The drums have one of the crispest sounding snare drums, and that is that is in uh, in context of the other bands that I was listening to. One of the records which I actually haven't mentioned this week, which I might mention next week. Um, just to <laughs> just just to give you just to give you an idea of the extremes of how shit a snare drum can sound to how good a snare yeah. drum can sound, um, and then on top of that, human human furnace, who is the uh, who is the vocalist in Ringworm, yeah. everything has this double tracked vocal behind it, and it genuinely sounds like shaking with fury. Yeah. Uh so oh, I'm so aggravated. Grand- <laughs> I'm so annoyed. Uh so the track that I've chosen uh is uh The God of New Flesh, which is one of the shorter songs on the record, and it's pretty much a blistering pace from beginning to end. And that's another thing, like some some bands of this kind of sound can kind of lose their lose their oomph and lose their kind of mm. vim and vigour whenever they move into these kind of slower, more dredgier elements of their songs. But throughout this whole record, even though they do shift dynamic tempo, they never kind of lose the fury behind it. Yeah. So I'd absolutely defi- definitely recommend this. It's, it's, I've kind of been looking for a hardcore record to kind of latch onto recently. Mm. Uh, but yes, this is uh, The God of New Flesh from death becomes my voice by ring one enjoy
0: to uh close off this installment of choice cuts uh we have a band from helsinki uh in finland it's chevalier with destiny calls uh I think they formed in 2016. So again, moderately new band. I think they've got one or two EPs and maybe one of the uh, full length um, under their belt so far. Uh, they have released Destiny Calls on Gates of Hell uh, Records. Uh, I think it's a three, one, two, three, four. It's a five piece, I believe. Oh no, it's a one, two, three, four. Yeah, I think it's a five piece. You've got, uh, it's a standard band set up. Um, Two guitars, drums, bass, and vocals. Uh, Vocals from Emma uh, Grongvist. In general, the sound they produce is very much throwback speed metal. Tiny bit of thrash in there. You could even say, I think through the vocal standards, that there's a little bit of power metal in there, or a tiny bit of epic metal, but not so much that it encroaches on the speed element of the album as a a whole uh it kind of reminds me a little bit of halloween Mm. um it's very minimalist very analog it's sort of unavoidably raw this record and i actually I, i mean that as a form of criticism rather than a compliment because despite the fact that i like the rawness of it it's very much a musician's record i think i was saying that to you just before we started recording this uh instrumentation is great the the vocals they're quite poorly mixed so they can be a little bit distraction distracting but the instrumentation and the ambience of the record as a whole is pretty undeniable and the track that i'm going to be playing is in the grip of night the end of the episode I'm really looking forward to this <laughs> to this last part
1: what uh, Chris Isaacs through HM2 pedal Yeah. Yep. should I do the whole track are people yes. going to be able to handle but the Yeah, maybe don't track? do the whole track just see how it sounds we'll just first. do we'll just do the uh, choice cards <laughs> yeah <laughs> of <laughs> the uh, track
0: uh, just before we go, just as a reminder that uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, X and Ferris a Heavy Metal Podcast. Uh, SoundCloud, X and Ferris a Heavy Metal Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, uh, which is X and Ferris Podcast. Facebook, X and Ferris Podcast. You can also contact us now uh, via email, which is Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you do listen to us and you, enjoy, you do enjoy what we're doing, uh, we would love for you guys to subscribe, um, give give us a five star if you like us that much uh, and please review us if you ever have, t- have time even if it is just one letter yeah like just say A yeah. with a couple
1: of plus signs afterwards perfect yeah. that's all
0: we need uh,
1: beautiful
0: anything else you want to contribute before we depart again for a week
1: no no <laughs>